Cinetology. Thanks for joining us again this week on Cinetology. With Vinny High Life, I'm Frank. This film that we'll be discussing this week, Hold a Dark by Jeremy Saulnier, takes place in a very cold Alaska. Now, Vin, you've lived in the tropics yeah. a long time now. Um, give us your yeah. hot take on snow. Do you remember snow at all? Uh, do you do you long uh, for snow? Any fond memories? You ever think you'll you'll live somewhere where it might snow again? No, I don't think I'll ever live anywhere where it snows again. Uh, I want to go back to snow. The last time I saw snow was my honeymoon, so it was two thousand and one. So that's a long. That's nineteen years ago. Um, yeah, I, I think I would adapt pretty quick. I don't. I think when it gets cold, I, I'm very. Uh, I don't like the cold anymore. I think I've adapted. Yellow snow, not good. I know that. I remember like dirt snow, like when the cars, the exhaust coming out of the cars and the black snow <laughs> living in New York. Uh, in this movie, it's it, it, it seems pretty cold and pretty dark. That's about it. I mean, I, no, you like you want to live in that again? No, I can't. When you when you say you don't like the cold, um, in context, cold now here in Florida, at least if you've been here oh, a while, we've, we've both been here a long time. You're going to say 50? No, I'm probably 60. <laughs> 62. It gets to 62. Like, if, no, it, no, seriously, if it's below 70, I'm wearing a jacket. Oh, absolutely. Like, yes. uh, like it, it, probably a thick, like if it's like 70 to 72, I might be wearing like a thin hoodie. Under 70, I'm wearing a jacket, straight up jacket. Okay, so Hold the Dark, which is streaming here in the U.S. on Netflix, has a it's has a very strong sense of place. Besides the cold, there's also that inherent isolation of the Alaskan frontier. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Christopher Nolan's Insomnia. The uh, the yes, that's Christopher a Nolan movies. He <laughs> um, has that feeling of being on another planet. Every time I see something like this, it's almost it's hard to relate to. Uh, any other snow movies came to mind for you? Snow Dogs. I don't think I've ever. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that one. Um, like isolation, like, uh, um, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, because yeah. Norway is very, like, cold, and um, it, it plays a role in, in the film, The Isolation. Shining, obviously, um, with the isolation. And yeah, you said Insomnia was, was another one. And, and, and The Reverend, and what was that movie um, with, um, it was The Edge? With uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin about like a grizzly bear or something. Yeah. yeah You've seen yeah. that? Yeah. It was, We're, it, was, like, it wasn't good. Yeah. No, I saw it in the theater and it wasn't good. But I remember like that idea of like isolation and cold and nature. That Grizzly Man is a great documentary that kind of looks into that. And just the idea of like with these people are like, mm-hmm. where are you from? And they say the name of the town and they're like, well, there's no road that gets from here to there. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> Wow, I never thought of that, you know, like, <laughs> but, you know, it's an hour away, like, 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 there's a, there's a, we'll talk about the, uh, my favorite scene, and, like, people are in trouble, and when people, like, it's like, like, they're two hours away, like, no help is going to be close at all, right. you get hurt, you're done, like that. <laughs> uh, the Thing also comes to mind, that's, that's when oh, the yes. snow movies, and just being isolated somewhere. With Excellent, and then in that yeah. case, there was an actual monster that you know. Not only did they have the isolation of where they were and the conditions of you know being in that environment, but they had a monster as well. Is there a monster in this movie? That's that's one of the big questions, right? Mm, the monster inside, you know. The, 
it, it's it's okay, more so, similar to, uh, to 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 those psychological horror movies, I suppose. Is there any kind of supernatural element to this? We'll get into that in a second. But for as, well, as for the movie itself, Hold the Dark, it's Jeremy Solnier's fourth film after Murder Party, which we did an episode about. Was it not good? I see. I don't even remember. I think it was. Was no, it? It was not good. good. I, I, I'm gonna go I, back. In my listen, and you're gonna have given it a plus. I bet. Probably <laughs> in my recollection, not, not good. Z, minus. Is that that was his first movie, and it was it wasn't like any of his um, other ones that that came after it at all. Uh, Blue Ruin. That was his second film, and it's the movie that we we, we discovered him and. Yes, I think it cemented, and it, that has cemented his style, which is carried over into Green Room, which was his follow-up movie to that, the Patrick Stewart Nazi film, and then this. So oh. this is noticeably his biggest his biggest film yet. Do you think he's made the jump from little indie director to working with a bigger budget? No, he hasn't. I mean, it, it's is it um, is it a better movie? We'll figure that part out. Is it is it well made? Yes. Is it the sound, the actors are better. The, um, um, you know, all that is better. He's w- making his way up. He's kept to his own kind of like, uh, uh, style. Certainly. I think it, it feels like the other, uh, at least the, the last two movies you just mentioned. Um, so, so I, I think, yeah, he's getting there. Um, but I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think he's fully there yet. Uh, I don't know when he made this. What was it? 2018, 19. Yes, a couple of years ago. Yeah, so you know he's getting there. I mean, he's definitely somebody who, when you said his name, I was like, yes, I want to watch it. I mean, it was just so, and and I still would. Whenever his next movie comes out, I still would be like, yes, I want to watch it. Um, this one, a little, based on the other ones I remember, and again, I just saw Blue Ruin and uh, Green Room once, but um, it was a little slower, a little tougher, yes. and, and that could have been the way i watched it uh, but i think it's it's much slower and moody and it's supposed to be well, what's the way you watched it well my son's back from uh, his summer adventure so uh, and plus i'm still healing from um my surgery so it's you know like when it's evening time i kind of like lay on the couch and i don't go upstairs so i, I have a couch downstairs and upstairs so i just kind of lay down and uh, put my headphones in and usually i just like we'll, we'll uh, you know uh, scroll around on the phone for a while but I, I, just, I watched it on the phone with headphones on laying in the dark in on, on my couch. Uh, it took me three nights <laughs> on, on the phone. The, like, granted the last 45 minutes was last night, like midnight to one o'clock <laughs> watching it on my laptop. So I did, I did change it up a bit and this, and it was a little bit of a different experience just with the, the sound being different, but watching a movie on your phone, especially this kind of movie, not ideal, not at all. No, no I don't recommend it because I, I think the, one of the biggest selling points is is just the the cinematography in this, the the landscapes of Alaska, yeah. which which you know it, it's their own character in this, uh, adding to the the feeling of it. Um, yeah, on your phone, you're so you're so modern. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it, but it was like kind of what had to happen at the moment. So fair enough, fair enough. Um, so I, I was surprised by its uh, relative low rating on IMDb. Now that said, I kind of understand the two main criticism criticisms of the movie. Yeah, one that the tone is inconsistent, and two that the ending is unsatisfying. So let's talk about that. Uh, you know, an hour yeah. into it, an hour into it for me, it already felt like three different movies. You know, it yes, starts yeah. off 
I guess the over the, the general premise is, or the how it starts is this woman, a single mother, played by uh, Riley Keough. She writes to a um, a writer, an author who is famous for tracking wolves to come up to Alaska to look for her son, who she's claiming was was taken by wolves by a, a wolf pack. So he he shows up right. and he goes looking. He goes out looking, but that's not what the movie is about at all. And I really thought it was I thought it was going to be like a hunt movie. I thought it was going to be like Jaws, but with wolves. And it's not that. Because then we cut to her husband who's not there. He's off in Afghanistan or Iraq fighting in the war. If for whatever reason, this movie takes place in like 2005. Um, so yeah. then we have his perspective. And then it comes back and, well, okay, spoilers, of course, find out that she killed the son, not wolves. And then becomes like a police procedural. And then that father comes back. And then he is a psychopath. So we're talking like <laughs> swerve after swerve after swerve. I'm only like into an hour into this. And then there's this massive um, set piece shootout that's, that's just crazy right in the middle of the movie. Um, yeah. But what do you, so did you feel that as well? What'd you think of that? Well, again, I, I watched it over like three days. So it was, I didn't, I didn't get it all like, like it was, it made, I don't know if it made more sense to me. It felt even more disjointed maybe for me because of that. Um, let's take it also into account. I mean, the acting is really good. Jeffrey Wright, I think is awesome for this role. He's a great actor. He plays his, you know, very quiet, mumbly, slow paced, like old man self, which I love. The, uh, the, the mom is, is also does a good job. And, and, and the, the husband, I guess as well, but man, you're right. It's all over the place. And it's, Later on, especially when we get to the end, it was like there's things missing. There's there's many things, and I I found that it was based on a book. I know books describe everything, and I know like the the writer and director was like, okay, we're gonna take all that stuff out and let them just kind of fill it in because you said earlier there's like a hint of like heightened reality, almost maybe. Um, something uh, fantasy or fantastical happening, um, you know, like with curses or, or uh, um, uh, um, some kind. It's like some kind of fantasy, not sci-fi quite, but but above reality certainly, and um, that's always there. But I think they took too much out. <laughs> like it, maybe it's just me, but I think they took like too much out. Um, but the pieces are. I mean, that 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 shootout is one of my favorite sh- favorite shootouts in cinematic history right now. Wow. That's me. I don't know. So, so I think it's, I think it's kind of amazing uh, and, and because of the isolation and the build up beforehand. And, and that, that actor is like, you know, you, you're, you screwed my family. You white people are here. You took everything. Uh, and I'm not going to listen to you. I don't have to. It's a, yeah, just that, yes. that I don't, I don't give a damn attitude that he had. He's like, I don't care. I don't care that you're the cops. I don't care about anything you say, you know, I feel bad for your wife because she's getting a phone call about you tonight that you're dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was right. a great scene. Now, uh, you know what? I, I, was, I was feeling that way, like I said about it. But as the movie went on, it, it almost it kind of was falling into place like a novel for me because it wasn't just Jeffrey Wright's story. It was they were kind of jumping back and forth between um, point of views, between you know him and the father 
and I don't know. I, for me, I think by the end of the movie, that worked. That that shift in in tone and and just perspective, it kind of worked for me, and it really made it feel like a bigger movie than it than it should have been, or that it, I thought it was going to be. Well, it seems like it's it's like circling like this, uh, like like the like Dante's like hell, like slowly deeper and deeper into this abyss, this this almost primal, uh, 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 almost like American Indian. Uh, like again, I don't want to call it sci-fi or fantasy, but like the idea that you know, like wolf people, like they believe this woman turned into a wolf and ate her son, and you know it's this mythological primal thing. But but then when you as soon, again, Frank, as soon as I look at like what the book was about, I'm like, oh, okay, it's just that. I don't okay. I don't. It, it kind of ruins it a little bit for me. Oh well, um, just based on the movie itself, yeah. There's definitely that that the tied into the um, the Native American mythology and the father, the the um, played by Alexander Sarsgaard. He when he comes back from the war, he's we don't know who he is really. We know this, you know, he's he's dark, <laughs> but he just starts like murdering people, just flat out murdering people. He puts on a, like a Native American wolf mask. And at that point, I, I wasn't sure if the movie was trying to say if he was possessed or he was just using that as an excuse to, for his actions. But he is definitely the the darkness at the center of this film. And what's their motivation? Like, why did she kill the son? Is it That's the same thing that Jeffrey Wright said before about about the uh, when, when there are scarce resources, the, uh, the, the, the cub will be eaten. And you know, that's how he knows that the wolves didn't eat the son. So are they saying that people are like wolves? Is that, that the analogy that we're going for? Is she, did she kill the son to protect him from the father? Did she sense that there was something evil about him that she wanted to save her son? That's her, you know, macabre way of doing it. Well, most of the movie is um, they're looking for her because she goes into hiding and um, Jeffrey Wright and the sheriff of the town they are looking for her to protect her, and the husband is look, is hunting her down, and he finds her at the end, but he doesn't kill her, and she doesn't appear scared of him either, right? Or she just gives in, and they go, they go off, and they dig up the the child's coffin, and they walk off with it. What what is that's it? That's pretty much the ending, and then it ends with like Jeffrey Wright in the hospital, but. What do you? What's your take on that? On the ending? What does it mean? Tell us. Tell us, oh wise one. All right. So when I first watched it, it's like she goes and does things that she remembers from her childhood, right? She goes to like a hotel or something, and then she goes to this mining area and she's hiding, but she's dressed in this like again, like like she's waiting for the dad. Like it's it's almost like a call for attention from him and she knows what he's made of that he's a monster she knows exactly what to do like again i don't know why his motivation is to kill everybody except to get back with her like she didn't need to kill the son but but that was a message again she she also gets in bed naked with jeffrey wright like for what because she's crazy right i mean that's the thing they're both lunatics because everybody in the whole town has said from the beginning that that, that 
they're scared of you could tell that they're scared of these people and is and, the killing and, and, of the and child and, a sacrifice to the father did she sacrifice the son to him well she left she left him there again i think as a sign like, like otherwise she would have buried the body or something you know she left the kid there so then she goes off for to me waiting for him because she's scared, it seems like. He kills everybody. He's almost killed Jeffrey Wright. Comes in with the mask. And the first thing, I mean, of course, you know, the first thing I, I like is he just grabs her by the neck, right? Is she then under his spell at that point? And they embrace, they kiss, they, they're they together. And they just leave Jeffrey Wright and they and they go off like a, like a, like a pack again, you know? Um, I think she was afraid. Again, this is part, again, that's what the movie says. But then when you look at the book and you, and you go, well, there must have been something wrong with the son. Like she was afraid maybe that the son would be like the dad. Why? There's only one image to point us in this direction. And that's the son with the soldier, right? So she is seeing, well, my husband went off to the army. He's a crazy murdering, killing machine. Uh, the son is going to be the same. I've got to kill him because I don't want the son to be just like the dad. That That's what I get from the movie only and not from... Uh, what I know of the book. I think it's interesting how we kind of projected feelings onto the father, at least at first, you know, because he's returning from the war. We don't know that much about him, but we assume that he's heartbroken about his son being dead and he is, you know, angry and he wants revenge to, you know what? He wants to avenge his son. He's angry at his, his wife for what she did. But looking back, he never shows that at all he doesn't show any emotion i think it's i think it's all just us the audience projecting those emotions on him those normal you know that normal response on him so i think there's a lot to the fact that yeah there's just something wrong with them and and after he kills everybody at the uh the coroner he and his friend they take the body the son's body and they put it in a coffin and they mark it right they mark it with um symbols in blood yeah and then they bury it so this isn't so that that kind of makes me think it think of it more like it was a sacrifice it, it's some sort of ritual that you know unexplained ritual that that's playing out between him and his wife and the son is just a right. product of that so yeah what you said um about at the end how they just he found her so it was over it, it completed this circle that that she started with the debt with the murder and then they got the body yeah, and they went off and that was it. That's all we, and that's all we should take from that, that these people are dark. They are disturbed and there's no explanation for them. Some people are just like no, that. Jeffrey Wright says that at some point, right? Some people are just like that. Well, and we're supposed to believe that uh, maybe they turned into wolves and took off, you know, like they could be changelings. Oh. I mean, they, they kept it very open like that, you know, but they kept Jeffrey Wright alive and uh and why why do they keep him alive like to tell the tale kind of thing is that it i think he was just killing everyone in his way to his wife and he he already found her so there's no reason to kill him at that point or maybe he played his role by finding the body and you know remember he shook his hand earlier in the movie he's like thank you you know for, right and we yeah. think it's thank you for finding the body maybe it's thank you for 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 starting this whole this cycle that they're on could be I, and it's a cycle of the wolf, the moons. I don't know, but it just seems like some there's movies where I don't want a lot explained to me. Like let, let, let's use the shining as an example. 
but there's enough there where I can make real choices on my interpretation. This one there's a little less. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm kind of like on the fence about it. So what do you, what do you think? What are we going to give this plus minus? Yeah, that's where I was on, on that fence there because I I wanted to give it a minus. Um, I do love the cinematography. I love the isolation. I like the acting. I love, but we even talked, I mean, I love that, that shootout scene. I love, it just falters a bit for me because there's just not enough to go on for plot where I'm, I'm stretching to have to guess at things. And, and, and that's where I want to give it a minus. Um, you know, then I go back to, will I ever watch it again? Um, I, I, I think I'd like to put it on like on my normal TV and kind of just like see how I feel. But you're right. Like the anticipation of like, Oh, this is about wolves. This guy's going to go out and kill wolves. And like, he goes on his first hunt and I'm like, and he doesn't come back and shoot anything. I go, this this movie ain't about wolves, is it anymore? <laughs> it was like that so, movie, The Grey, where they all the trailers led you know they led you to believe that he was going to fight wolves with a glass taped to his hand, and that never happens at all in that movie. Right. Uh, I don't know. I I'm leaning. It took me like I said. It took me like an halfway through the movie, but I think I'm leaning toward a plus. I might want to watch this again, just maybe to get more out of it. Yeah, and that's where our conversation, uh, you know, I always like talking about these things because then it, it leans me in a different way. And, you know, I, I don't quite like where the, where I, how I watched it. So I'd, I'd give it another whirl probably. So I'd give it a plus. Why not? Well, here's what I do like. I like the fact, and you mentioned this earlier, that uh, Solnier, he was able, even though it's a step, you know, a step up in budget. Obviously, I mean, they went to a, you know, they went on location, not you know, not just some in some backwater in the in the woods somewhere, but you know, he he took a step up and he stayed true to his his you know his style, his vision, the, his aesthetics, the stories he wanted to tell. Maybe he was, yeah, I think, probably not. Maybe I think he was definitely. Uh, he definitely benefited from the fact that this wasn't a a wide release. It wasn't a big studio release. It was a Netflix uh, story, so he didn't have to, you know, have have to hit those those check marks that that studios make some of their directors do it. And we, we're seeing that a lot lately. Some of these really talented and promising indie directors they go the studio route and then they lose it. They lose any kind of um, independence they have, any kind of personal vision they have. And I think he kind of held true to that, even though the story kind of isn't as tight as Blue Ruin or Green Room. He, I still felt his presence in the movie. Yeah, and it's still like a long movie. I mean, that's the thing. It's like uh, based on everything we saw, it's a long movie. But but that shootout was really good. So yeah. so you know what the what the book is about? Like, uh, no, so I, I didn't. I didn't even know it was based on a book, honestly. Oh, you didn't. So you don't know like the real relationship, supposedly, of the. What's going on? No, no. Should we talk about that at all or no? <laughs> you would have to talk about it. So if you'd like to, yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, the, the, the idea is that in the book, it's revealed that um, the person who saves Jeffrey Wright at the end is the mom of um, Skarsgård, whatever it was, Sloan, right? The, 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 the husband, Sloan. I guess right. I, I found that out like in the credit or yeah, in on IMDb or whatever, that that was his mom. There's no indication in the movie that that's his mother. Right. So 
she knows him and knows what he would do and 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 is telling him well they 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 uh, protected you they they saved you they kept you alive and so also the mom is also the mom of the wife so mm. it's, it's incest <laughs> the whole I time if that was film i wonder if that was film they cut out because that explains things i don't right? know whether you like it or not it explains what, to, what to you does that explain and the whole town knows it like the whole town knows it too <laughs> It, I, it explains it only, it, maybe not explain, but it connects. It connects sequence of events, you know. It's like because at the end of the movie, Jeffrey Wright is just he's taken up by this father and son, and he brought to this, I guess, little village somewhere, and 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 nursed back to health. And and an older a white woman comes in at one point and does something to him, and then leaves. And if maybe if I had known that was his um, Sloane's mother. And she had, and there was this connection. Between, I don't know. Maybe it would have helped, you know, made the ending less nebulous. But at the same time, it, it, it kind of like, okay, you take that out and you're like, well, the answer could be anything you want it to be. It, it, could, it could be that they are, you know, mythical creatures, you know, mm-hmm. it could be that he's got, you know, some kind of, he's a psychotic killer, you know, and she's. Right trapped in and brainwashed you know but, but what about the line that she says at the beginning at the end like about the sky will tell you or what is that like is is that the line yeah i i mean i don't know she was spouting a lot of um a lot of mumbo jumbo uh yeah i know i don't think i like that ending them being brother and sister i just think what maybe would have explained something but i i like i kind of like it now that we're talking about it how it's you know, it was left open yeah. And, you know, they're still out there. Sonnier, his next movie is going to be another. I guess he signed some deal with Netflix. It's going to be another Netflix movie. Not much is known about it. It's called Rebel Ridge, and it's going to star Don Johnson and John Boyega. Yeah, I'm excited about him. Uh, I think he's got a good vision. He keeps it going. He's uh, got a tone, uh, or tour a little bit. I mean, he wrote his other ones, this one based on a book, so... You know, he's finding projects that, that he likes and is able to uh, keep his artistic uh, quality. So I'm all for it. If anyone would like to let us know what they thought of this movie about the director, about Alaska, about snow, how can they do that? Uh, they can get in touch with us at cinematologypodcast at gmail.com and uh, at cinematology on Instagram. So uh, those are the places for us. A couple of borderline pluses, maybe, uh, but we both agree it is an interesting movie. It may be something you should check out. Yeah, and get the one you love. It might be your sister. You might be living in sin and might as well you know, listen to some synatology. So sin off. Drag from the blood of the weak